So at the end of the last podcast, uh, I was moaning a lot about London and you end up saying basically, let's go out, let's go out in London and re-experience London. And uh, and we end up going to the uh, the Troy Bar. Do you remember? So yes, uh, we went to the Troy Bar and it was a case of we were trying to G ourselves up to try and do a little bit of jazz karaoke, have a bit of a sing. Mm. Like uh, we build ourselves up to do it. That we unconvinced ourselves to do it. Yeah. And then in the end, we kind of just sat down and just enjoyed the music. Yeah, but the reality was, I think, throughout the whole period of us kind of psyching ourselves up to do it, the reality was that essentially they wouldn't have let us do it even if we wanted to, I think. Don't you? I mean, I've been there a couple of times before and they've basically just said, look, 
any guy with an instrument can kind of just rock up and do what the fuck they want to do. Even with a vocal instrument? Even with your vocal instrument. I mean, I do love your kind of like shrill vocals. It's kind of like a, a harrowing Beth Orton. It's beautiful. Um, so moving swiftly on, how did that night end? Did it end in debauchery? Or was it just, we just got pissed and went to bed? Yeah, I think it was actually one of those, uh, inverted commas, relatively cleaner nights. Mm. Probably because of the fact that we had a couple of drinks and then we up and skedaddled off. Right, okay. Yeah. But yeah. It was nice to go out and I think after my incessant moaning about London, it was nice to go out and experience, you know, a com- what felt very much like a community-driven Mm. bar yeah it's quite nice there actually no yeah i mean uh, given the area of it as well like it's not that far away from that place called traffic you know yeah, that kind of like yeah. terrible like free the free hall bar. it's basically like a hallway with yeah. playing terrible music it's one of those places where people just go there because they know it's free and people just go there to try and just pick up women mm. pick up men mm. have relations is that where you regrets. went is that where you went to pick up women <laughs> Literally, yes. That and kind of like Tinder. Yeah. I feed all my lines digitally and in person. As Tinder well. really should have just been a bar, shouldn't it? <laughs> well, technically speaking, it was essentially a bar, Shenwell. I mean, uh, I've risen above it and now I've got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But um, no, like, um, it, it pretty much is a bar, really, in so far as you are just meeting a lot of random people. Your time is going to get wasted quite a fair amount. Mm. And there's going to be a lot of people that you want to repress. And when you see them just randomly on public transport, your chest gets a little bit tight and you're kind of just thinking, damn, I thought I tried to repress this bitch. And now I'm backwards. Is there there anything akin to getting like chucked out by a bouncer in Tinder? Can you get reported and, and, and booted off Tinder for being too sleazy? Well, it depends, you know, Shamwa. Um, how fragile is your masculinity? Uh, if you, <laughs> if you Remember don't who like, you're asking. Yeah, pardon me. I mean, if you don't like to get rejected, whew, this ain't the sport for you, pimp. I tell mm. you that much right now, guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, did you uh, have an overwhelming amount of rejections? Oh, good in God, ratio yeah. to 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 acceptance. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, like um, there was like a couple of times whereby. There was one woman who actually dated. She was actually Australian. It was the Australian woman this year. Oh, yeah. Basically, what happened with her was she said that she was going on holiday. Mm. And then when I actually checked Tinder, she was still like six kilometers away. I'm just thinking, bitch. Right. <laughs> you're not in Oz. Yeah, You're not yeah. in Melbourne. You're Melbourne again with some northern man. I'm not some dickhead. Yeah. Why would you do that to me? Is that what you said? No, I didn't. This was my internal monologue at okay, the time. Okay, right, right, right. I see. But um, yeah. So yeah, I got lied to. Just literally sometimes just even get like uh, just one of those ones whereby I'd be like, hey, what you up to today? Two blue ticks, nothing. Mm. Then you just know. I mean, uh, there'd be kind of like a couple of times whereby, you know, I would kind of just like um, sleep with a woman that I'd never get like a call back and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, you can read that into the fact that I'm a horrendous shag. If you do, <laughs> go fuck yourself. But like... Um, yeah. Were there it, any were there any dates that you found completely did not live up to their image, their uh, their photograph, like that they had used? Like, were there any that you suspected had actually used someone else's photograph, or you know, were a lot larger than they were in the photo? You know what, Shemwa? Um I'm not a male feminist, but at the same time, I'm sensitive to women's issues, so I'm going to think very carefully when I say this answer. 
Nah. <laughs> um, Is that anything to do with the fact there's two women in the room? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jedwa. Yeah. Yes. We currently have uh, Goma's sister in the house. Um, and uh, my lady's here as well because she can. Um, none of the other rooms in this home are um, palatable for her this evening. So that's right. Yeah. Anyway. Hello, both.
what a dream. That was Joe Tassini and friends with Wild Dream. I actually quite enjoyed that, actually. Did you? Yeah. I thought you were going to take the piss out of it. I mean, I will a little bit. Because it mean, sounds because like a child with a It was a bit Fisher-Pricey at the beginning, though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like but, a uh, cheap toy you'd buy at a, 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 a sort of corner shop or something. Yeah. But it's quite interesting to hear it, really, because I couldn't really place what decade in time it was made prior to me asking you. That's what got me as well is yeah. that it, it could it's like they've lifted the the vocals from like some like 1940s yeah jazz tune and then or maybe even like some sort of weird play and then yeah it's kind of got a bit of a kind of sad angsty uh, piano underneath and then obviously the the sampling of that weird fisher price toy um so yeah that's what got me as well it's on i it was on a compilation that i bought called sky girl oh nice um which has like a load of kind of weird um sort of synthy folky tunes on um all of them uh i think the the tagline was that they were all based around the idea of longing um so yeah fair play Mm. emotional yeah yeah i was gonna ask you um today because i read an article by someone have you ever thought about having like about taking a technology holiday, essentially uh, not looking at your phone or not using your phone or not using the Internet in the same vein of like people who do like uh, dry January? To be honest with you, Shenmue, I would love to take one. Yeah. yeah. Should we take one? <sighs> I just don't trust myself with a map, quite frankly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those ones, mate. I would love to genuinely do one, but I simply cannot. Can't afford it. No, 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 no. I, can't, I just cannot basically go to like a foreign place without using something like a Google Maps, mate. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it, Shenmue. I mean, um, last holiday I went to was Barcelona a couple of weeks ago. Fabulous time. Fabulous time. Even with all the hoo-ha that's going on at the moment. Literally, what hoo-ha? There's very little, you know, Shenmue. Um, I saw, I can count how many kind of like uh, Catalan flags I saw on one hand. Four. Right. Four. And um, yeah, walks around a fair bit, to be fair. Nothing, not a sausage. I mean, uh, it actually pretty much just kicked off a couple of days after we left, really, to be fair. What happened after you left, specifically? So... What happened was, it was where the government in Madrid basically just fired everyone from the Catalan government. Right. And so, yeah, there was like mass protesting on like the following Saturday. Right. But, yeah, we didn't really see a great deal of it, to be fair. Um, Yeah, I mean, I kind of just like that kind of like instantaneous need for information. It really just helps this guy walk around, pick places to eat, pick shit to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. The internet's really helped me. Could you time it at a time where you weren't on holiday abroad? 
or do you still need a map to tell you where to eat even in your own home city to be honest with you Shane what no no but at the same time though I just need that kind of like I need that kind of like feeling whereby I'm not separated from the people I care about and I care about a lot of the people in my phone Mm. so I wouldn't want to be in a situation whereby a guy like you highly unlikely that you could be stranded somewhere you'd be like hey Goma I need some help be like Shenwar I'm calling you an Uber don't worry I don't think I could rely on you in that situation so I don't think you will get that call (laughs) (laughs) I just want to strike me from that list of worries I mean there I'd say that I mean that can be applied to anyone in that situation I I respect how you're adorably playing devil's advocate where there's just like applying real life shit to that that's cool but let me just explain the rationale why I would love an internet I would like a holiday without uh, my phone but I just simply can't do it, Shenmue. I mean, dare I say, what are your definitions of holiday anyway? Probably because of the fact that you're basically saying that I can have a holiday at home. Do you really think that little of me, Shenmue? Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying you have to like so take time off. So when I leave zone three, I'm on holiday. Is that it? I'm not saying you have to take time off work or anything like that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, you know, n- not having that constant ability to pick up your phone and check it and like all of those little... I have this weird thing where... On my phone, you know how on on an on an iPhone, the application has like a little dot next to it with a number on it that sa- that says like how many things you've missed. You know, like a little three or a oh, something right, like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have this thing where I don't like to have any of those dots on any of my apps. So even if something comes through and I know what it is and I've seen the notification, I basically know exactly what it is. I'll still open up the app, go into it, look at the latest activity such that the number goes away. Mm, That's mm, the mm. kind of scary shit that time, you know, time wasted that I'm talking about. And that without a phone, with just a little weird Nokia that can only receive texts and like you can have like an old phone. Yeah. If you want. But you'd have to you yeah, you'd have to call you'd have to call people or text people. Yeah. I mean I suppose you could even get away with it though, really, couldn't you, Shenwell? I mean what you could do essentially is get rid of that and just be like, My name is Shenwell, I've got a laptop. Mm. If you need me, holler at me. Yeah, email You can me. FaceTime any joke you needed to. You can mm. have WhatsApp on your little like MacBook and stuff like that. Yeah. Why don't you kind of just literally strip it down and get to that, Shenmue? Yeah, I think I might at some point. Yeah? Yeah. Especially in the winter months. But also within this, though, I mean, is one of the wider issues of what you're concerned about is just just general happiness. I mean, because it is quite fashionable to kind of like talk about mental health these days, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's very vogue. I know. I mean, like, uh, well, I was going to make some shit joke about internal monologues being another man's great depression, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Would you say that you know what you know? Essentially, not having your phone can be linked to your happiness purely because of the fact that, you know, there's a degree of ignorance. When I say the degree of ignorance, it's just that news is so instantaneous over your phone. Mm. I mean, I go on Twitter just to... Just to be outraged, just a little bit, you know, Mm-mm. just that type of thing. Purely because of the fact that, you know, there's someone kind of just saying some shit about, you know, something about Spain, something about Syria. Someone basically just saying, oh, God, 
Big Ben's gone down, someone else just retweeting it and replying, what about Grenfell? That type of mm, thing. Mm. So to have that kind of like degree of ignorance and just be like, bang, my name's Shemwan with a laptop. Suck it. <laughs> you would be a little bit more happy, would you say? Yeah, I think so. I think like kind of having having yourself constantly be able to be distracted. I'm trying to get mm. away from distraction essentially because I think the thing the main thing that makes people unhappy these days is the fact that they've got so there's so much going on in the world and you're connected to all of it. Yeah. That you know every little thing like you'll just you'll read an article and it will get you down essentially and it at the end of the day it is just noise. Mm. You know the the everyday um the the everyday things going on in your world like i don't see i've never seen an acid attack but i i i but it's they it's very the much it's me. very much present in yeah. my mind yeah but i've never seen one mm, mm, and mm. if i didn't have a phone and i didn't read articles i would be blissfully as you say <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and you know okay so you know i can carry around a bottle of evian that's about as much as i can do but is it better to know that you can carry around a bottle of Evian or is it just better to know that these things never happen? I would say the Evian, because in the first instance, if you're not going to acid attack, you're very well hydrated, Shenmue. Yeah. But um, I, I, don't like the, I don't really like the idea of uh, being ignorant to what's happening in wider society because I think I think one of the best things that people can do is kind of like look, take a look at wider society and kind of like self-reflect within and how you are mm. have a, like a degree of kind of like growth and development personally mm, mm. and I don't think you can do that if you're just completely ignorant to everything which is going on around you no true so I would probably just say Evian all day Evian all day okay cool um what do you want to play I'm going to play this uh, track by this... It was just the album cover which really just uh, wooed me on this one. Um, it's by Jimmy and Vella. And the track is Do You Really Know How I Feel? It's just a great album cover, Shane. You know that um, our listeners can't see the album cover. Down my street, dirt and filth is all I see. I hear men scream, then I hear the siren. I hear the hungry babies crying. I see the fools and rats dying. It's
better today Telling me to show up and don't be late And to fight faithfully So the people over there can be free When right on my corner there's a woman she begs All the day long so her kids can be fed Well it's all happening live on the street where I live Smile in my face Telling me that it won't be this way always When I say it's been 400 years You say So that was Jimmy and Vella. Do you really know how I feel? It was nice. And the album cover looked very cute. It did, yeah. It looked like they had a good relationship. Beautiful those one. Those two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, some say at the time it did kind of like uh, mirror uh, Utopian Ike and Tina Turner. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just made that up. 
<laughs> but like, uh, yeah. I was so really willing like to believe song. it. How embarrassing. <laughs> One question I did want to ask you though, Shemwa. Mm. I mean, uh, I was just kind of interested in kind of like your lines of inquiry when it came to topics because over the two previous podcasts, you've essentially intimated that nothing matters, essentially. <laughs> and you're trying to concentrate. You're too busy. You're just easily distracted. Where's your head at? <laughs> Where's your head at? <laughs> uh, what are you thinking about these days? Is everything okay? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just, like I said before, I think it's just the noise is getting to me. You know? I mean, I don't mean that in a kind of weird schizophrenic way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Why won't these voices just stop? I mean, they're always talking. No, um, you know, just to how much information there is, is, is really getting to me. And the, I, I guess in a way, linking back to our last conversation about, you know, leaving London, mm -hmm. that I guess was a, way, a physical way of addressing that problem of in the incessant amount of noise you know just basically take yourself out into the hills and uh, where you kind of become like a technology a technologically aware hermit you know like i imagine i, I don't know whether i'm romantic well i do know i am romanticizing so a neo-luddite with wi-fi yes well. <laughs> essentially you know okay. like like okay. a, kind of an observer of the noise but so, sort of not being inside it you yeah. know what i mean there's something quite there's something quite alluring about that guy that has like ha is able to wire his own radio uh, and and, you know, basically make use of the technology for what it really is on a very um, on a very superficial level, you know, focusing on the idea of just transporting messages mm. as opposed to being inside the cultural bubble that is the Internet. And I just get very distracted by the internet and by thoughts generally. Mm. And I just think that, you know, from the from those two extremes of turning off your phone to moving out into the highlands in Scotland, there's somewhere in between there that I think I could possibly call home. <laughs> Going to knock you a 3210. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somewhere between a 3210 and 3220. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the that's the sweet spot right there. To be fair, Shemwa, you're the type of guy you can't go back to WAP. You're not a WAP guy, Shemwa. <laughs> I don't know what WAP is. What's WAP? It was uh, essentially the very rudimentary internet which Nokia's used to have. WAP oh. stands for Wireless Application Protocol. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. No. Um, God, you've done your research. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> staying silent these past three minutes, just processing it all in. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing you've researched, isn't it? This whole time, just hoping that I'd mention WAP. <laughs> <laughs> Please mention WAP. Right. Well, if he's not, I'm going to. Exactly. It was, it was that and Snake. That's yeah. all I had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I was Snake the too. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about. Snake too. God, yeah. Always on level And seven. then when Snake became three-dimensional, that was when it got bad, wasn't it, essentially? Because it was like, it was, is like, here's what we can do with a phone, but it yeah. took away, actually, the practicality of playing the game. That because is it. it was just too, there was too much information, again. That was it. I mean, I'm not surprised Nokia <laughs> went on their knees the moment uh, phones like the Blackberries and the iPhones came around. It was because mm. of Snake. Yeah. They opened a gateway which they couldn't handle. Exactly. A gateway to so hell. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Medusa came out <laughs> <laughs> in three dimensions. Exactly.
That was lovely, actually, you know. That was Admas, Anchi Bali game. So what's the story behind Admas anyway, Shemwa? Well, I don't actually know much about them, but uh, their record is basically quite expensive, I think, at the moment. Why is that? Uh, because it's rare, I think. Um, but uh, if you do want to get your hands on that particular track, uh, I believe that it's available on a Late Night Tales of uh, Bad, Bad, Not Good. Um, okay. So yeah, their late night tales is quite good actually. Really? Um, yeah, that's when I first where I first heard it. So right. yeah, if you want if you want to get your mitts on it, then that's that's where to go. Well, duly noted, Chemo. Thank you. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, we're so we're like seventy percent of the way through the podcast. I know. Uh, We've not had any booze this time. How do you feel about that? You know, it's been actually quite nice, you know, Shemwa. I mean, like, um, I haven't been kind of like hitting the booze relatively hard these past couple of months anyway. Yeah? No. I've just been kind of like picking my moments, really. Just having maybe having like one or two glasses. But, uh, yeah. One or two glasses of tequila. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> Pint of vodka. Mm. Just to calm me down. No, um, I'm going to say what I had to say, Shemwa. I haven't been hitting the booze a lot. So, yeah, it's been quite nice. Yeah. I mean... More often than not, when I kind of like uh, have a couple of glasses, like we normally do, I get kind of like quite excitable and uh, I get a little bit sweaty and stuff like that. Get a little bit flustered with my words. I kind of just think, shit, shit, shit. I put more pressure on myself to kind mm. of like say shit. But it's been actually relatively casual today. I, it. I noticed that when, when we drink um, on the radio, because we're, our voices are so close to the mic, yeah. I've noticed that I do quite a lot of gurgling and uh, have quite a lot of um, repeating going on. Um, yeah, and that, that does hinder my speech somewhat. Mm -mm -mm. So it's nice to not have that as much as usual. Although yeah. I, do, I, I do have a little bit of gurgling still because I have a natural tendency towards acid reflux. So exactly. It's just a little cute fact about me. <laughs> um, free of charge. No, I mean, I do love uh, your beer burps, though, Shenmue. They do make me laugh. Mm. Those times when you used to have uh, drink a lager against your better judgment because they had no Guinnesses. Um, it almost just reminds me of... Jimbo uh, when... So you used to play Sonic on the Sega Mega Drive mm. when he used to kind of like get rid of those air bubbles when he was underwater. They go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> That's what they remind me of. Lifesavers. Exactly. <laughs> I, I call them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speech ruiners yeah. and lifesavers. Yeah. But do you find booze generally quite a destructive drug? Very much so, Shemmore, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, an, I'm a moron in day-to-day -day life, but... When you throw a couple of pints in this guy, literally any type of kind of like common sense addiction pretty much just goes out the window. Mm. I kind of, yeah, I just don't really have any self-control when it comes to alcohol, Shenmue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the problem, isn't it, with alcohol? It's, it's not just, it's never just one. You know, you know if no. it was just one, it would be fine. But yeah. it's always, it's, it's the, you're basically starting on a slippery slope. I mean, to be fair, there's no let up from alcohol as well. We're social guys. Mm. We like to be out and about. Mm. We're people who just like to be liked. We like to be loved. Mm. We give and we take. Mm. So when it comes to it, people expect a certain thing from us whereby we can't just casually sit down and have one pint. No. I mean, it's one of those ones where it becomes three. Mm. And then when it becomes three, it becomes 10 o'clock. Mm. And then at 10 o'clock, we know what happens at 10 o'clock. Yeah. You're kind of just thinking... 
handle business. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. But like you, yeah. I know where you're not going with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't but, really want to. But at the same time, though, it, alcohol is delicious, but it ruins a lot of things. Yeah, it does. You can't plan on alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it starts very innocently. Mm, mm, mm. Um, it always to, does. But it ends very badly. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yes. What are your hangovers like? Because I always, when, like, for instance, where we've had a big night and, you know, we drink or whatever, and the few occasions where you have stayed around, I always notice that you're up quite early and out. Um, you know, I feel like some sort of dirty whore. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, all, all I do is wake up and I hear, hear the door slam. What's that about? Is that because you're, you, you're quite good with your hangovers or is that just because you're, you need to get the hell out? It's very much a need to get the hell out, you know, Shenmue. Um, I'm a fragile guy when it comes to hangovers, you know, Shenmue. On the surface, yeah. Because I don't feel feel like I've ever really seen you with a hangover. Oh, Shenmue. I mean, literally, if you have a whiskey hangover, oh, God. Mm. I mean, like, um, the last whiskey hangover I had, actually, um, I was uh, actually at work. And uh, we had some kind of, like, work drinks. We went to a strip club. And nice. yeah, a couple of lads. What was the strip club? It was a terrible one. It was um, one where... They were all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible one. It was like um, Bianca Gascoigne's, um, you, know, you know, Paul Gascoigne, basically. Right. His Her wife. daughter was like uh, the manager of one of uh, the strip clubs I went to. So I got right. a picture with her, did that, and then like um, had a whiskey hangover from there, literally... Supposed to be in work at 10, got there for half 11. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> had to leave at four because I had some bad calamari the day before and stuff like oh, that. Oh, gosh. But the real caveat within that was I was sick in a bin on the way to work. So, <sighs> yeah. Any kind of like dark spirit is just not good, really. Um, kind of like uh, vodka. Yeah, I can palate that. Beer. I don't drink a great deal of beer anymore, but yeah, it's fine. White wine hangovers are not great as well. Mm. Red wine hangovers for me are bad, but um, the worst is what you excrete the next day. Mm. I I had a lot of red wine last night and I, I... um, drop some kids off at the pool. Yeah, uh, crimson tide. Is that what you wo- call it? At work. Yeah, it was basically. <laughs> it was like looking. It was at. It was like looking at. Um, you know those. Uh, did you ever watch Attack the Block? Is that the Joe Cornish film? Yeah. Yes, I remember that. It's film. It's not particularly good, but the the it's it, the aliens in, in them. Yes. Are basically just dark shadows. Mm-mm-mm. It was like that. Fair play. It was like I could. There was no. There was no discernible light. It was all just a black hole. Fair play. Mm. <laughs> That's a very intense way to describe your shit, Shenmue. Yeah, um, but NASA's not that bothered about it. No one cares about it as much as as me. So, um, what do you want to play next? I think I'm going to play something by Coleman Hawkins, and the track is going to be called Rosita. Thank you. 
was lovely thanks very much Shenmue I uh, believe well, I loved that song as well you didn't do it did you I think doing this podcast is probably it's, it's like right now it seems like a complete and utter waste of both of our times oh, I'll see you then mate <laughs> <laughs> damn literally 
Pens with this in my flipping diary. Sweated to get to this motherfucker. Had to pick up that terror rag. Had a bit of a go at because I was flipping late for this BS. And you say shit like that. Cool. I, cool. Yeah, but you weren't supposed to cut me off at that point. I was going to then, I was, I was going to turn it around and say that actually, you know, when we did all that stuff um, with Dodeca back in the day, uh, like a few years ago, Mm-mm-mm. we did about 18 shows and listening back to them is actually quite fun and it's sort of quite nice. It's like an artifact of, you know, our history essentially together. Yes. So actually it is worthwhile in the long run. It's just on the very short term, especially when your relationships are breaking down because of it, i.e. you shouting at your sister for not being on time. Oh, yeah. It seems <laughs> less... It was terrible. Yeah. Um, sorry about that, Catherine. He's always late anyway. Yeah. So you've got, your sisters, you've got your sister staying with you at the moment, haven't you? Yeah, very much so, Shania. Yeah. How's that going? Yeah, it's... Well, it's only been one night and it's been okay thus far, you know. Uh, oh, right. So it's not really going yet. No. <laughs> but it does Is tonight the first night? No, no, no. It was uh, oh, last okay. night. It's last night, right. But uh, yeah, it kind of made me think about the times when um, I slept over at your gaff, actually, for a couple of weeks, actually. Mm. Like, um, <laughs> I remember it, actually. Because uh, <laughs> I tried to tell you about it over the phone, actually, um, a couple of weeks ago. And um, what happened was I was leaving that shit old place in Brixton true to form, didn't communicate that I wanted to stay with you. You ended up calling me and just saying, look, guy, what the fuck do you want to do? Whatever happens, it's going to be all right. We'll work it out. In the end, got a taxi to your gaff and stuff. Stayed there and announced we're kind of like a fortnight with no plan. Thank you again. And then like um, in the pub, I think it was like someone's birthday at the time. You basically just said to me, guy, what the fuck are you doing? You gotta move out. I cannot handle this. I cannot live like this, whereby you're just draining my resources. <laughs> I love you, but you have to move out. Yeah. And uh, moved out. Something. And that's sometime- the end of the story. Sorry. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Sometimes. Uh, oh, there's that twitch again. Yeah. So- sometimes. Uh, yeah. The 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 thing that people need the most is that push isn't it but to be fair you know what you know Shenmore I mean uh, to kind of like bring it all back and try and make sense of this story mm. the why the part of um, you know Goma kind of like you know we're intermittently staying on Ed's bed and uh, trying not to sweat on your sofa at the time mm. was uh, it formed Odeka yeah exactly it formed kind of like the very kind of like uh, beast which we uh still kind of like produce in some certain amalgamation to this very goddamn day. Yeah, Dodeca, for those of you who don't know, was me and Goma's first podcast and indeed night at a a, a bar in Brixton, Mm. um, which was very haphazard all the time. Um, Often we would take the piss, um, get way too drunk. Yeah. um, And, uh, and, occasionally you know knock the decks and the the needle would go flying across the record and that kind of business but he still gave us 60 pounds at the end of each night yeah um and was very admirable about the whole thing
So in this podcast, we've spoken about an, uh, a number of things. We've spoken about Shemar essentially wanting to be a neo-Luddite. We've yeah. uh, regaled old times. I feel like the Luddite part took up quite a lot of time. It did actually, yeah. 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 Um, a Man in the Shemar is just a very fluid podcast. Mm. You'll laugh, maybe you'll cry. And if you uh, cry, I think there's something deeply wrong with you. <laughs> if you cry at this. Well, to be fair, you didn't let me finish. Mm. I'm going to do that dirtbag thing you say. Mm. With laughter. Cry with right, laughter. Right, tears of joy, sure. Okay, yeah. 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 All right, well, um, uh, we'll say goodbye then now. Bye. Bye.